It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How's it? Welcome in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Nate Abarea. Oh, man, what a weekend down here in beautiful Southern California. Modelo's outside taco trucks at at 3 a.m. in Koreatown talking with some Mexican and Guatemalan soccer fans on on Saturday night. But one of them, all he wanted to talk about was, what's the deal with Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant, man, Lakers fever taking over Los Angeles. And then on Sunday, the StubHub Center was where I went for the Galaxy and the Timbers and more tacos, of course, outside the stadium. Some great Outboss store. The great folks uh, from, I believe it was the L.A. Riot Squad uh, hooking me up with some Outboss store tacos. And then inside the stadium, we get up into the press box. And what do the great folks from the Galaxy have waiting for me up there? A Carnitas taco. So wherever I go, it's been tacos and more tacos. As far as the game went yesterday, great experience. What a match it was. The the playoff push in, in full effect. The Galaxy will obviously be in the playoffs, but the Portland Timbers were playing for their playoff lives. They're still trying to assure that they will get in to the MLS playoffs. And as you know, if you've listened to the show, I'm a diehard San Jose Earthquakes fan. Have been for some time. And how beautiful was it yesterday? How ironic was it that the San Jose Earthquakes were in many ways, cheering on the LA Galaxy. They needed a favor from their arch rivals from Los Angeles. And what did the Galaxy do for the San Jose Earthquakes against the team, the Portland Timbers, that the Galaxy had beaten 5-0 at home earlier in the summer of 2015? They lost 5-2 yesterday. That's right. The Earthquakes needed a little help from the Galaxy, and the Galaxy lost 5-2 Portland now sitting in sixth place in that final playoff spot in the Western Conference of Major League Soccer. 5-2 loss that match yesterday. 1-0 in favor of Los Angeles in the 65th minute. Oh my goodness. And everybody bagging on Steven Gerrard and talking about his performance yesterday and his performance really since he's come to Major League Soccer. I even tweeted out after the game yesterday, it was awfully nice of Stevie G to take time out of his busy BT Sport punditry schedule to play a match for the LA Galaxy. Hey, I don't want to bag on Stevie G anymore. Rather than doing that, I want to give props to Robbie Keane, a man who scored both the Galaxy goals yesterday and a man who does it the right way for club and country, dedication and passion for the craft of goal scoring. Cheers to you, Keno. Hey, Andrew Mangan, the arse blogger, is going to be with us in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. We're talking Arsenal. I'm live in SoCal. He's in Dublin. 
The producers are back in San Francisco. Where are you? Stay with us. We're back after this. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. They're out there. Gunk, corrosion, and wear. Relentlessly preying on engines. But new Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline provides unbeatable protection from gunk and corrosion. And superior protection against wear. For the best total engine protection you can get. Stay ahead of engine threats with new Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline today. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Com. Cheers. Want to know the scariest thing about Halloween? <laughs> no, it's not seeing your kids jacked up on chocolate-covered sugar zombies. <laughs> or even seeing your neighbor dressed up as an 80s hair metal band. <laughs> no, the scariest thing about Halloween is that it's the final day to get your Sugar Bowl season pass at the best deal of the year with access to the most snow in Tahoe and the least crowded slopes, all at the closest resort to the Bay Area. Visit SugarBowl.com to get your season pass today. Pure and simple, high alpine adventure. The following was recorded at a Burger King drive-thru at breakfast. Morning, welcome to Burger King. Can I get a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich? Yeah, me too. I'll have a croissant sandwich. So one says croissant sandwich and one says croissant Yeah. Yeah. Don't you guys know it's croissant sandwich? And they're just two for four dollars. Okay, weirdo. Can we drive up now? Piled high with thick-cut bacon or savory sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted cheese. Get two Chris Sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Where are you from, mate? Just around... Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Nate Abarea, and all of you Arsenal fans out there, you are in for a special treat here in this edition of the show. We are joined by the Arse blogger himself, Andrew Mangan, talking to us from Dublin. Andrew, how you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm well, thanks. Nice to be here. 
So uh, before we go any further, let's tackle the elephant in the room. Talk about the Arse blog and how this thing came to be and, and how it's become the most popular Arsenal blog uh, in, in all of the Internet. Uh, that's a good question. It's been going now since uh, 2002. So it began when I was, I was actually living in Spain in Barcelona. And uh, I, was, I was seeking something. I wasn't quite sure what, but I, I figured I might be a web designer. Um, so I, I, I thought I'd start a website, which I could update regularly, you know, to give me the practice to, to figure out how the hell to do it. Um, and it became apparent quite quickly that web design wasn't really my thing, but uh, writing and writing on a regular basis w was a lot of fun and people seemed to be responding to the writing. So it's been pretty much going every day since. Um, we've got the blog, we've got uh, a dedicated news site which does our match reports and player ratings and stats and transfer news and whatever else might be happening and a couple of podcasts a week and we've got columnists and, and all kinds of stuff going on. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what it is. Now, Andrew, we've got a lot of people who, who listen to these shows who are very enthusiastic about covering their respective club, whatever that club may be in whatever league uh, that that mm. club may play in. And these these fan-led blogs and, and team sites are, are really growing in, in popularity around the world. So without giving away, you know, too many too many of your of your secrets to success, you know, what would you what would you say to folks out there who are trying to to start something up for for their club? What words of advice would you have? Um, okay, well, uh, the one thing I can't take into account is how good they are at writing. I think that does play a part. You know, if you're a good writer, um, that that's a big help. But um, number one, you, you need to be patient because there are no shortcuts to building an audience. Um, you need to produce content on a regular basis. Uh, and by that, I mean, um, even if it's... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, even if it's a couple of times a week, once people know it's there a couple of times a week, you know, they, they'll they'll get into that. So you've got to produce stuff on a regular basis. Be patient. Interact with your audience. Don't spam people on Twitter. Ask them for retweets and all that kind of stuff. That tends to be annoying. Um, and just write what you actually think and what you what you feel about situations. So if you're talking about your own football club, write what you think not what you think people might want to hear, you know, that way. I think that's, that's the important part that you've got to find a fairly authentic voice and, and, and make sure that it's honest and true because otherwise you can't stand over the, the things that you've written. There it is. Find your unique voice. And again, be sure to check out arseblog.com. Some fantastic stuff within. And Andrew, Let's talk about this Arsenal season. Quite the the mixed bag. You're two points off the top uh, away from Manchester City in the Premier League, but winless in two matches in the UEFA Champions League and back-to-back -back Champions League affairs coming up with that certain Bavarian side that we were discussing off-air, the one that we all know as Bayern Munich. How are you feeling about where Arsenal stand right now when you balance the Premier League and European competition? Well, obviously what's happened in Europe so far has been quite disappointing because you look at the games against Zagreb and Olympiacos and you think those are two games that Arsenal should win. And, you know, in the wake of defeats, you get a lot of talk about how the club should have done this, that or the other in the transfer market. And I accept that perhaps there wasn't the investment that people might have expected this summer. But when you look at the squad and when you look at the teams that Arsenal put out during those games, those, those were teams that were capable of winning those games. 
So it's been it's been disappointing uh, for, from that point of view. Uh, in the Premier League, it started badly as well with a, a defeat to West uh, West Ham. So there's been some of the goodwill that was there following last season's FA Cup win evaporated quite quickly into the season. Now we're in a position, as you said, Arsenal two points behind the leaders. Uh, people say that Arsenal have problems defensively. They've conceded fewer goals in the Premier League than anyone else. So the defensive record is there. The problem was at the start of the season, they weren't scoring goals or weren't scoring enough goals. Um, so they're, they're, as always with Arsenal, they confuse you. You know, just when you think, well, they're either great, they, they, you know, they're not. And when you think that they're probably much worse than you thought, they're not that either. So um, who knows what might happen against Bayern Munich? You know, you wouldn't put it past this Arsenal side to go out there and get a good result and to, uh, and to win. It's certainly within their remit. They've done it before against Bayern Munich. In fact, worse teams have done it against probably better Bayern Munich teams even away from home. So the, the, the unpredictability, I think, is the, the frustration that, that a lot of people have with this Arsenal side. Andrew, could you, could you expand on that a little bit? Because as, as we were talking about a few minutes ago, I, I deal with my Arsenal supporting father all the time. And I love the way, I love the phrase he uses, uh, consistently inconsistent, to describe <laughs> Arsenal over the last few years in particular under Arsene Wenger. Talk about how frustrating that can be and how hopefulness and, and pessimism are, are constantly fluctuating in, in the mind of the, of the Arsenal fan. Talk about what that's like. Well, look, it is what it is. And, you know, on the one hand, it gets frustrating. And on the other hand, sometimes you have to step back and think that, okay, well, look, I'm actually supporting a a really good club uh, who have won a couple of trophies in the last couple of seasons. The the, the issue for me, I guess, more than anything, is the ability out of nowhere to lose a game or to make a, a monumental mistake or to to mess things up in a way that you just didn't think was possible. They find new ways of doing it every single time. Uh, And that's really where the frustration is because they're capable of prolonged periods of form. As we saw in the second half of last season, Arsenal's form was, was really, really good. Um, After the defeat to Southampton on new year's day, I think they only lost three games and they won 22 games, you know, right until the end of the season. So they are capable of that. But what they're also capable of is, I don't know how to quite explain. They they seem to pull these performances out of nowhere, but it's particularly when they're expected to win or, or maybe there's a subconscious switching off, you know, that they think, okay, well, look, we've, we've got a great result against Liverpool. So the next game we're going to play is, you know, a smaller team, sort of like the Olympiacos, uh, Dinamo Zagreb type teams, you know, that, that, that you would normally expect them to, to beat. And they manage usually through some foolish kind of um, defensive mistake or, or or daft play or or by doing things that you look at afterwards and go, well, that was completely avoidable. That defeat was completely and utterly avoidable if you didn't do this. You know, they're masters of their own, their own downfall far too often. Uh, and I think that's where that's where the problem is. Now, Andrew, in, in 90 seconds before we got ahead to break here, we'll, we'll talk about the Bayern Munich affairs, uh, the, the one tomorrow at the Emirates, and, and of course the, the next Champions League match day back in Germany for us, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. But going back to, to the Zagreb and the Olympiacos matches, and you say the sides that were out there were good enough to win those games, and, and, and no matter who the players that were out there were, they were still good enough to win the game. However, there, there was a little bit of shuffling from Arsene Wenger that had a few people raising eyebrows going, 
Is he resting players for champ- during Champions League games? Is he prioritizing something? What, what did you see as far as, as far as that goes and, and the squad selection for those Champions League games? I think what he was trying to do was keep his squad fresh and involved. And I think he looked at the, the overall nature of his squad and thought that the, the players that he brought in were capable of winning those games. Um, you know, they're experienced players. Arsenal aren't carrying a lot of um, daft players like they were or have done in the past. You know, these are experienced guys who've gone the distance and, and won trophies. So I think what he was trying to do was balance things between two on paper easy-ish games in the Champions League and maintaining a freshness in the Premier League because he knows how important the Premier League is. Um, and look, you could say that team selection was an issue uh, for the game against Olympiacos, for example, but you know they had a man sent off you know, in silly fashion, and that really didn't help the cause. Um, and again, against uh, Olympiacos at home, just just daft defending for a couple of the goals. Um, and those players, whether you whether they're the the first eleven players or not, were capable of better than that. Andrew Mangan, the Ars blogger, is with us right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. When we get back, we'll talk about these upcoming Bayern Munich clashes for the Gunners. We'll talk about some of the personnel at the hands of Arsene Wenger. And we'll we'll even get Andrew's thoughts on a couple other teams in the Premier League. World Soccer Talk Radio, back here with you after this on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Don't go anywhere. Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at soccerondish.com. The following was recorded at a Burger King drive thru at breakfast. Morning, welcome to Burger King. Can I get a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant-wich? Yeah, me too. I'll have a croissant-wich. So one says croissant-wich and one says croissant-wich? Yeah. yeah. Don't you guys know it's croissant-wich? And they're just two for $4. Okay, weirdo. Can we drive up now? Piled high with thick-cut bacon or savory sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted cheese. Get two croissant-wich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. They're out there. Gunk, corrosion, and wear. 
relentlessly preying on engines. But new Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline provides unbeatable protection from gunk and corrosion and superior protection against wear for the best total engine protection you can get. Stay ahead of engine threats with new Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline today. Want to know the scariest thing about Halloween? No, it's not seeing your kids jacked up on chocolate-covered sugar zombies. Or even seeing your neighbor dressed up as an 80s hair metal band. No, the scariest thing about Halloween is that it's the final day to get your Sugar Bowl season pass at the best deal of the year with access to the most snow in Tahoe and the least crowded slopes, all at the closest resort to the Bay Area. Visit SugarBowl.com to get your season pass today. Pure and simple, high alpine adventure. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again! Andrew Mangan and yours truly, Nate Abarea, here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. Thanks to the producers back in San Francisco for putting together that that oh-so-funky Martin Tyler reintroduction to the show. That was absolutely beautiful. So we're talking all about Arsenal Football Club. Andrew Mangan, as you may know, the the Arse blogger. And uh, be sure to check out the website, arseblog.com. Let's pick up right where we left off, Andrew. These these clashes with Bayern Munich. One tomorrow at the Emirates and then on match day four in the group stage of the Champions League. They'll be uh, back in Munich for another uh, Arsenal-Bayern Munich clash. Thinking in the immediate here, what are the keys for, for Arsenal to win this match? And, and I want to go back to something that you said in the last segment, and that is that lesser teams have beaten stronger Bayern teams in the Champions League in, in the recent past. And with Arsenal coming off the, the, the 3-0 Premier League performance this weekend and seemingly riding high and ready to fix things in the Champions League, what's it going to take for, for these gunners to, to do something at home, it should be said, against Bayern Munich in the Champions League tomorrow? I think they've got to do something like they did against Manchester United a couple of weeks ago um, when they beat United 3-0. They they came out of the blocks very quickly. They pressed. They worked very hard. They denied United time on the ball. And they scored early. And they scored first. I think that's that could be the key, you know. Um, if you remember back to the game in... Was it 2014, I think, maybe, when, when Mesut Ozil was fouled and, and got a penalty in the first eight minutes. Arsenal were at home and had played very well up to that point and had a chance to score the first goal of the game. Uh, the penalty was saved and the momentum went out of Arsenal's game. Then Chesney ended up getting sent off about half an hour later uh, and Bayern won that game 2-0. Had Arsenal scored that goal and kept that momentum going, who knows how it would have gone. So I think when you're playing a team like Bayern who are as good as they are and as comfortable on the ball as they are and who can, who can just... Um, possession you into absolute submission if you allow them um it's going to be really really important that Arsenal try and dictate the pace of the game so he's going to play Alexis he's going to play Ozil he's probably going to play Theo Walcott he's going to try and trouble the Bayern Munich defense with the pace and directness that he's got in the side so 
I think it's going to be really important that they they start well, they start brightly, try and build some momentum, and then of course maintain defensive discipline and and uh, try and keep the ball away from Lewandowski. That's uh, that could be part <laughs> of it as well. Uh, an awfully good strategy these days. Yeah, well, we'll I'm, I'm sure the Arsenal fans are are hoping they don't see any uh, five goal in in nine minute outputs from Mister <laughs> Lewandowski. Hey, I want to go back to that Man United match that you bring up because they came out like like. Hit bowls chasing stakes on the ground. I mean, they came out with such a purpose. They were absolute animals. Every single player on the pitch against Man United on that day came out with an attitude that I I have to say I haven't seen from an Arsenal team in in quite a while. I don't want to overstate, you know, and go way back and, and talk about the the teams from ten or fifteen years ago. But it, it it had shades of that. It had shades of an old Arsenal Man United match, a true rivalry clash between Arsenal and Man United. And it definitely gave a lot of Arsenal fans hope as far as that grit, as far as that attitude coming back into the squad. Is that something that we could see more? Because we we see how it worked. We see how shocked LVG and, and his Manchester United players were by all of it. They, they seemed like they didn't know what to do, how to respond to early pressure and early attitude like what we saw from Arsenal on that day. Is that something that we can expect more of based on how well it went for them on that day? Well, look, I mean, you would say that's a blueprint, right? But, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I think Arsene Wenger said it uh, yesterday or the day before. He said, look, you, you, you can start brightly. You can plan to come out and put pressure on the opponent. What you can't do is plan to score twice in a minute <laughs> and three times inside 20 minutes. I mean, if, if any football manager could make a plan that was executed that brilliantly every single time, then football will become very boring, you know? So I, I think it's it's to do as much with the attitude and the effort that they show uh, rather than the end product. Obviously, if there are chances and you want them to take those chances, that can kick the game in, in very much in Arsenal's direction. But yeah, you'd like to think that they're going to they're gonna be absolutely fully committed to this because they know, I think, that this game is one on which their Champions League hopes rest. Uh, although Arsenal won in Munich a couple of seasons ago, I- I'm not sure um, that the circumstances are, are quite the same um, this time around. Munich were leading 3-1 from the previous leg and were maybe subconsciously a little bit switched off. But Arsenal need to win at least one of the games against Bayern Munich to have any chance of going through to the round of 16. So to- tomorrow night really represents the best chance. So I think what you'll see is an Arsenal team that's extremely motivated, that will tr- try very hard to get the right result whether or not they can do to Bayern Munich what they did to Manchester United is another question I think Bayern Munich are a better team than Manchester United uh, so it's going to be a it's going to be a bit more difficult well it's going to be difficult and and as you said it's going to be a massive opportunity for Arsenal to to save themselves in in this Champions League group after the opening two losses uh, to Zagreb and and Olympiacos now, I've heard Arsenal fans whispering about this in, in recent days. The, the thought of, okay, if they lose tomorrow to Bayern Munich, you're, you're thinking I, I, they, they don't really have much of a chance to progress out of that group. If that were to happen, and I know you're going to be pulling for them as hard as you possibly can tomorrow, but if they were to lose, would you at all 
fear them than finishing in third place in that Champions League group and being uh, hit with the task of playing some Thursday night football in the Europa League? Because I've, I've been hearing Arsenal fans talking about this, saying that, my God, if they don't progress, they'd rather see this team finish fourth and just be out of Europe and fully focus on the Premier League rather than be playing in Eastern Europe on a, on a Thursday night in the Europa League. I don't think you can afford to be sniffy about the Europa League if that's where you end up. You get what you deserve uh, in football. And if Arsenal end up finishing third, they deserve to finish third. And then they go into a competition, a tournament, that at the end of the day has a trophy that they can win. So they give their best and they try and win that trophy. Obviously, it's not ideal. But you might ask, okay, if Arsenal do get through to the round of 16 and then draw somebody like Real Madrid or, or Barcelona and end up going out in the round of 16, but perhaps can can see a way to getting to a European final, even if that does mean playing on some Thursday nights, you know, what's better for them in the long term? Maybe there's a barrier, a psychological barrier for Arsenal to overcome in Europe, particularly over the last few seasons. They haven't got past the round of 16 since 2010 or, uh, yeah, 2010, I think. So, you know, maybe there's maybe there's a need to take a little bit of a step back. And if Arsenal could win a European trophy, even if it is only the Europa League, and I'm doing inverted commas there, then why not? It's a it's a trophy at the end of the day. You can be quite sure that any Arsenal fan who says, I don't want us to be in the Europa League, will be jumping up and down and cheering if Alexis Sanchez bangs in a goal in the final to win it. You know, it's football at the end of the day. So, you know, you can be picky and choosy all you want but you end up where you deserve to end up and if Arsenal end up in the Europa League then I think they're obligated to give it a good try well Andrew well said and I want to expand on this real quickly because you've been an Arsenal fan since since the 1970s you've seen this team in Europe and many of the great Arsenal European memories are in are in the old UEFA Cup and great stories of uh, of even the the cup winners cup and all those old you know what what people would look at as as the now they, they look at and call, you know, second rate European mm. competitions when back in the day that was simply not the case. And obviously there's there's a, a million different reasons why these competitions have changed in terms of the way that they're viewed. But but in regards to to Arsenal, why, why do you think that, that so many clubs, whether it's Arsenal or actually whether it's other teams in England, have this view of of the Europa League as this this hindrance of of their ability to do things domestically rather than embracing it as a chance to win a trophy, as you said? I mean, what's the difference between playing on Wednesday and Saturday as opposed to Thursday and Sunday? You know, it's not like it it, it, it does you uh, any more damage or any more harm um, in terms of injuries or fatigue or, or any of that kind of stuff. It's still midweek European football. Um, I mean, obviously, the Europa League is not the cream of the European crop. It's certainly not. You know, it's a big bloated mess of a tournament and I don't think anybody would argue against that but you know when you get into the final stages if you get into the quarterfinals and the semi-finals you know there's usually good teams in there and teams that have won it in recent years you're looking at uh, Sevilla Atletico Madrid Chelsea you know the, these are these are big teams big clubs and they've won a European trophy and Arsenal uh, since Arsene Wenger took over have not won a European trophy so if if it's a case that Arsenal end up in the Europa League, they go for it. I don't think they've got any any other way of approaching that other than to give their best in that tournament as they would in every game. And Arsene Wenger often talks about how, um, you know, you look at the next game and then you worry about the one after that. 
you know, once that game is done and dusted. Uh, and maybe it would be a test of the squad depth, but then so would going to the semifinals or finals of the Champions League <laughs> if, if that's what happened, you know? It would be. It would be exactly the same. So I, I don't see it as anything different, slightly less um, credible is not the right word I'm looking for. There's slightly less prestige, obviously, to the Europa League. But if, if that's what it is, that's what it is. Andrew Mangan is with us here on World Soccer Talk Radio. He is the Ars Blogger. My name is Nate Abarea. Thank you so much for making this show a part of your daily plans. And what do you say we continue it on the other side of this break? Cannot wait to get into what I'm planning on getting into on the other side of this next break. We're talking a few of the other teams in the Premier League and doing a little comparing and contrasting. And we're talking about... The two men who I think are the two most important players on Arsenal this year, Lecoq and the Czech. We're back after this. Stay tuned. I love iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Love it. Everywhere, man. <laughs> Seriously. Everywhere, man. 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. iHeartRadio. Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota. I create my own radio stations. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Want to know the scariest thing about Halloween? <laughs> no, it's not seeing your kids jacked up on chocolate-covered sugar zombies. <laughs> or even seeing your neighbor dressed up as an 80s hair metal band. <laughs> no, the scariest thing about Halloween is that it's the final day to get your Sugar Bowl season pass at the best deal of the year with access to the most snow in Tahoe and the least crowded slopes, all at the closest resort to the Bay Area. Visit SugarBowl.com to get your season pass today. Pure and simple, high alpine adventure. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. Protective Insurance Specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent. Availability, waiting periods, and limitations vary by state. Not major medical. Certain plans require association membership. After my husband passed away, we couldn't pay the mortgage, make car payments, or pay bills. Sometimes even having enough food was a problem. All of a sudden, our financial security, gone. You've made plans for the future. College for the kids. Retirement. Have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you? Ask yourself, what if... 
Wait till something happens to your family or make sure you're ready with coverage by calling Protectum Insurance Specialists. Get term life insurance, accident insurance, critical illness insurance all in one. Just minutes on the phone. No medical exams, no health questions and guaranteed acceptance. It's coverage you don't get from your health insurance. Call for a free quote. 800-473-0563. Get cash fast directly to you when you need it and use it for whatever you want. Call toll free. 800-473-0563. 800-473-0563. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Pretty good. Pretty damn good, lads! Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and WorldSoccerTalk.com. My name is Nate Abarea, joined by Andrew Mangan of the Ars Blog, Mr. Ars Blogger himself. And I want to go back, Andrew, now to the beginning of the Premier League season, actually a few days before the uh, Premier League got underway. And we had the, the great privilege of having the two Robbies on the show of NBC, uh, great, great Premier League players uh, back in the 90s in their own rights, uh, Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto. And Robbie Earl and I, we shared a, a common belief that Arsenal were not only going to win the title this year, but that two players were going to be the most important factors in them winning the Premier League title. And those two players were Lecoq himself, Mr. Coquelin, and the Czech, the man in the rugby helmet, that tall goalkeeper, Petr Cech. Well, then a few days later, they lost 2-0 at home to West Ham. Petr Cech with, uh, let's just say, one of his uh, not-so-fine performances in his goalkeeping career. Mr. Coquelin did not look all too hot in that game either. Things have leveled out for those two. I think Petr Cech's actually been, been an outstanding addition to this Arsenal squad. But going back to those selections of those two players as two of the biggest factors in Arsenal's success this year, we'll talk about Alexis Sanchez and the guys up front here in a moment. But talk about the, the keys that are Coquelin and Cech for Arsenal this season, Andrew. Check's an interesting one because you could look at Arsenal last season and it would be very hard to argue that goalkeeper was a big problem. You know, Chesney wasn't at his best, but uh, didn't really have any disastrous games apart from the one against Southampton. Ospina came in and did pretty well overall. He, um, you know, he had some, uh, some good performances and, and goalkeeping really wasn't the issue. So it was, in, it was interesting that Arsene Wenger went out and got uh, a 10 million pound goalkeeper, a 33 year old from Chelsea. I think what it was was to add something else to the squad, to add the experience. Obviously, he's a he's a quality, a high quality goalkeeper. But I think there's something more to it. I think he wanted to add something to the spine of the team, uh, the experience that he has of winning things with Chelsea, and he won pretty much everything there is to win with Chelsea. To have that in the dressing room alongside some of the some of the other players like Mertesacker, like Mikel Arteta. Um, these guys who are the leaders in the dressing room, who are the the older members of the squad, who are there to kind of guide the rest of them uh, through it. So I think that was part of it. And obviously, Czech gives you a reliability and a quality in, in goal um, that you can bank on. Obviously, the first game wasn't great, but hey, he's he's picked it up since. Um, Coquelin is an amazing story because to all intents and purposes, Coquelin was finished at Arsenal. Uh, he, he'd been on loan at Freiburg. It didn't work out. 
He was sent on loan to Charlton. His loan with Charlton had just been extended. Um, so there was no question that Arsenal were looking to take him back. Then all of a sudden, Ramsey's injured, Arteta's injured. Uh, I can't remember. Jack Wilshire was probably injured, as he normally is. Uh, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal ran out of midfielders. That was what it came down to. They brought Coquelin back out of sheer desperation. Uh, and since then, he's just become an integral part of the team. It's an amazing, amazing story. You know, I don't remember seeing anything like it in all the time that I've been watching Arsenal for a guy to be so almost completely out the door. He just had his toe left in the door and all of a sudden he's dragged back in and to be a guy who, starting the FA Cup final, who's one of the first names on your team sheet, he plays a hugely important role in this Arsenal side. Uh, I think it's an incredible story, testament to his character, obviously his his quality and his talent as well. I think maybe players sometimes just need to be in the right place at the right time. You know, for all the talent you might have, if you're if you're if you just don't have that break, if you don't get that bit of luck, then sometimes you don't make it. Coquelin looked like he wasn't going to get it. He got a chance and he took it with both hands. And it's a fantastic story. And he's really progressed as a player as well. He's very, very important. Um, and not just a destroyer either, not just a destructive kind of guy in midfield. He can play also. That's uh, that's something that's overlooked. He really can play a bit. Um, but I think the fact that Arsene Wenger has advised him to to harness his game a little bit and focus on that that defensive midfield role has really helped him come on leaps and bounds. Andrew, I want to go to one of the latest stories on the uh, on arsblog.com, and it's within the, the tactics column, and it's relating to Alexis Sanchez, and the story is titled, Alexis, Arsenal's Superstar Striker on the Wing. Talk about Alexis Sanchez and how he's used tactically by Arsene Wenger, and maybe if you have any issues with the way that he's used tactically by Arsene Wenger because he, he is such an electric player and, and truly one of the top goal scorers in the Premier League. It's difficult to know exactly how he's used tactically. I mean, he starts ostensibly from the left-hand side, but I think he's given, he's given pretty much free reign, a uh, freedom to do what he likes and to, to express himself on the football pitch. I think that's the key thing. Arsene Wenger, when he sees a talent like, like Alexis Sanchez, won't try and and rein him in because he knows that the the joy of his his talent is in him being able to express himself and to take risks on the pitch and to be able to to try things and to feel confident that if he wants to shoot from 25 yards that he's got the backing of the manager and his teammates and when he bangs them in from 25 yards as he did in the FA Cup final for example that that's completely justified i think he's he's come to arsenal at a point where he was ready to peak as a player or hitting his best years. You know, he had a fantastic season at Barcelona before before he left. Um, but they obviously wanted Luis Suarez. That made space for him uh, to leave. Arsenal were, uh, it was one of the, the best deals they've done in, in recent memory, simply because he's an extremely talented player. And what he has is this explosive ability to get you a goal or to produce something out of nothing. And those players are very rare. Arsenal had them in the past. Thierry Henry, the best example of that for, uh, uh, from recent memory. Dennis Bergkamp to a certain extent. Robert Perez to a certain extent. But a forward player with that measure of unpredictability um, just just makes the opposition, they don't know what to do with it. There was perhaps a, a, an element of predictability about his game for certain periods last season and maybe at the start of this season. But... What, what he's capable of doing and and even if defenders know what he's thinking of doing, 
they just can't stop him. You know, it's it's he's an incredible talent to watch, and the way that he just wants to play all the time, uh, it, it's fantastic. You know, he'd run through brick walls just to play a game of football, and and that that's reflected in his performances. Andrew, I want to uh, we're we're gonna play a game now. We we've invented a new game on this show. It's it's a one day one day only game, and it's entitled "What Does Andrew Mangan Despise the Most?" And so we're gonna start here with a fun one: Tottenham. Or Manchester United, Andrew? You know, I'm kind of a bit old for, like, despising things. Um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, obviously Tottenham are the local rivals for Arsenal. But throughout my life, Manchester United have been bigger rivals on the pitch. You know, Tottenham, yeah. No, you know, I think you've got to look at who's the biggest rival, who have who have the best games been with, who have the biggest moments been with, and it's it's in those games against Manchester United, Manchester United, particularly sort of in the late nineties, early to mid two thousands. Those two teams, the Arsenal Invincibles, the United team with Beckham, Giggs, Scholes, Keane, you know, uh, fantastic, two fantastic teams that really, if we want to talk about despising things, those two teams really hated each other. Uh, and that was that was absolutely brilliant to watch. It was uh, an am- amazing era for Premier League football because at that time it was really just the two of them who could win the Premier League. There was no Chelsea involved, uh, although they were on their way up. Uh, no Manchester City, uh, Liverpool were there or thereabouts, but they, they had no chance of winning the league. So it was really between two teams every season for the Premier League, two teams that hated each other, two managers that hated each other at the time. And it, it was great. It was just absolutely fantastic to watch. So you can't really look beyond United as if we want to say despise, um, you, could, you could use that word. But I just think that they were the biggest rivals. All right, we'll, we'll rename the game. What does Andrew Mangan ever so slightly dislike more? So the, the <laughs> next one that we'll do here, we'll do Diego Costa or Rude Van Nistelrooy. You know, there's an element of time being a factor here. Van Nistelrooy, I haven't seen or thought about for quite a long time. Uh, certainly at the, at the time when he was playing, he was a particularly dislikable character. Um, but even so, I think there's something more snide and more, more nasty about, about Costa, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Van Nistelrooy was, Van Nistelrooy was a bit of a diver. Uh, um, and he could he could leave his foot in from time to time, but I just think there's something there's something just a little bit evil about Diego Costa. Um, Do you think so, he yeah. brings something from from a, a, an entertainment level? Do you think he actually brings something good to the Premier League as a whole, Diego Costa? We talk about this on the show quite a bit. I'm curious to get your take on that question, Andrew. I think every you know if you look at football as a pantomime, you need the villain, right? Absolutely. So he's one of the he's one of the villains in the pantomime. Um, as for whether or not it's entertaining, I'm not sure that it's entertaining is the right word, perhaps maddening and frustrating. It would be entertaining if someone punched him in the head, <laughs> but that hasn't happened yet. So until someone punches him in the head, he remains not entertaining for the me. Key, the key word that you used right there is yet. No one has punched Diego Costa in the head yet. During I, a- I think, I think you know, if you look at the uh, the spectrum of his behavior and the consistency of it, it's a matter of time. <laughs> Only a matter of time before somebody just loses it with him altogether.
All right, last one in, in this game, uh, which we're now calling what does Andrew Mangan ever so slightly dislike more, Sir Alex Ferguson or Jose Mourinho? Oh, <laughs> no question, Mourinho. Mourinho, he's history's greatest monster, as far as I'm concerned. History's greatest monster. I'm going to ask you almost almost the same <laughs> question that I asked you about Diego Costa. Does Jose Mourinho and and his antics, his his moodiness, his his wit, or whatever we really want to call it, with with the media, does it bring something good to the Premier League, or or is it just no. purely negative energy for you? No, there's nothing good about him at all. <laughs> Like, you can respect what he can do um, with a football team and the way he manages football teams that he's able to put together with an awful lot of money. Um, but I don't think there's anything particularly... I don't think he brings anything to the game other than snide, mean, disreputable, nasty, paranoid vaguely sociopathic nonsense i just i just cannot see any redeeming qualities in him at all as a man um you know i'm sure he's very nice to his family and stuff but whatever <laughs> just from a football fan's point of view he's he's just impossible he's impossible to to uh, to like sir alex ferguson you know he was a difficult character as well, and he could be he could be a uh, a pugnacious, crotchety old goat. But <laughs> there was a there was a, an element of respect to that because of a the longevity that he had at Manchester United and the legacy that he created there. You know, with with a with a a series of of winning teams, and there was a period where he didn't win, and people thought it was all over for him, and then he came back and proved them wrong again. You know. Yeah, by by far, he'd be the more preferable option to me than than Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Andrew, Megan, we got sixty seconds left here with you, and, and I want to ask you something real quick. As mm. we talked about off air, I am a, a diehard Liverpool fan with an Arsenal supporting father. You yourself are a diehard Arsenal fan with a Liverpool supporting brother. What are your thoughts on Jurgen Klopp here in these sixty seconds before we got to let you go? Well, you know, I think he's going to make the Premier League a bit more entertaining. He's definitely going to bring something to Liverpool that they haven't had for a long time, and that's a good manager. You know, Liverpool have had a succession of Egypts as their managers, um, you know, for for years now. <laughs> uh, all these false dawns and and fresh hopes, you know, on the on the shoulders of guys who couldn't manage their way out of a brown paper bag, you know. Uh, and Klopp is certainly a quality manager. Uh, he, he's got a bit of wit about him. He seems like a nice enough guy. I think he could be a bit annoying in time, but I don't think there's anything particularly mean or or, or bad-sided to him. So I think he's going to be good for Liverpool. I think he'll be good for the Premier League. Jurgen Klopp, good for the Premier League. Andrew Mangan, good for World Soccer Talk Radio. You're welcome back anytime, my man. And everybody out there, be sure to check out arseblog.com. Andrew, again, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Again, that was Andrew Mangan, the arse blogger himself. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio, taking the express train home right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thank you. 
Today, more than ever, Americans need a means to protect their life savings. With a troubled economy and government spending out of control, they've been forced to promote loose money policies, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. Birch Gold Group can help you protect your savings by rolling over all or a portion of your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold. Take advantage of the best gold prices in years and enjoy the long-term hedge against inflation that gold provides by moving into a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists. Call Birch Gold Group today for a free consultation on how a tax-free rollover to a gold IRA can offer stability, protection, and the peace of mind that your life savings, which you've worked so hard to build, is safe. Call 888-221-0010 and receive Birch Gold's free information kit, which offers the best-kept secrets for safeguarding your savings with gold. Call 888-221-0010. That's 888-221-0010. Today, investors need to secure and protect their life savings. With government spending out of control, they continue to print money to cover the ever-increasing debt, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. American Bullion offers a hassle-free opportunity to transfer any portion of your existing IRA or previous 401k to a gold IRA for your protection. Take advantage of the lower gold prices today and enjoy the long-term security and hedge against inflation that gold and silver can provide in an IRA. Thousands of others have trusted American Bullion to transfer their IRAs into gold, and you can too. Call American Bullion today and discover the stability, protection, and peace of mind that a gold IRA can bring. Call American Bullion today at 800-576-1046 for a free consultation and receive their free IRA rollover guide, which offers the best information on gold IRAs. Keep your life savings safe and sound when you can. Call 800-576-1046. That's 800-576-1046 for your free gold IRA guide. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California, dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Before I let you go today, I want to go back to the Liverpool-Tottenham match that kicked off this uh, Premier League weekend. The the Clopatino showdown, your your Gisio Clopatino at White Hart Lane. Liverpool nil, Tottenham nil. Everybody coming out after this match, and I, I was waiting. I was like, okay, are, we, are there finally going to be some criticisms of Jurgen Klopp? You know, there were all, all, all this buildup and all the, the, the happy hyperbole, the, the positive hyperbole that went with the Jurgen Klopp hire. And they come out, and it was a match that had some entertainment within. They, they were on the gas pedal early, but kind of backed off. Tottenham, I thought, had the better chance in the game. Mignolet was absolutely fantastic because Simon Badger don't give a you-know-what. Now... I am curious if Brendan Rodgers were managing that match 
and it would have ended nil-nil with Tottenham, honestly, as the team that had more of a right to claim that they should have won that game. If Brendan Rodgers were still the Liverpool manager after that nil-nil, I feel like he would be crucified in the worldwide soccer media. But it was Jurgen Klopp who was managing that nil-nil. So good on you, Jurgen. You're good for the Premier League. I love it. Klopp to the cop, baby. Let's have it. For the producer back in San Francisco, Dom Jimenez, for our guest today, Ars blogger Andrew Mangan and the gaffer Chris Harris, my name is Nate Abarea. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.